You're listening to Resilient Forward, a podcast show to educate the public on the people, businesses, governments, and nonprofits working on resilient solutions and innovative strategies to our most challenging environmental issues. I am your host, Irela Bagay. A Florida native and environmental advocate, I have seen firsthand the impacts of climate change and its effects on our economy. We hope that you'll enjoy this episode and learn something new about the fight against climate change in our path towards a resilient future. We are pleased to kick off our second podcast season with a compilation of takeaways from individuals who participated and attended the 11th Annual Southeast Regional Climate Compact Leadership Summit, recently held in Key West, Florida with over 500 in attendance. For those that don't know what the compact is, it's a collaboration between Broward, Miami-Dade, Monroe, and Palm Beach counties with the goal of coordinating mitigation and adaptation activities across county lines. Over the last decade, the four counties have advanced local and regional responses to the effects of climate change, including sea level rise, flooding, and economic and social disruptions. They work with a number of federal, state, regional, municipal, nonprofit, academic, and private sector partners. And we spoke to a few local and state officials and industry leaders who shared their highlights of the conference and what resilience means to them. We start with Florida State Representative Kristen Jacobs, one of the original founders of the Climate Compact and who also serves as the Executive Director of Resiliency Florida, an advocacy organization with members from the public and private sectors helping communities in Florida with their efforts to plan and adapt for the future impacts of weather and sea level rise. Kristen Jacobs. I wear two hats. I am um, a member of the Florida House of Representatives District 96. I'm in my sixth year, uh, sixth session coming up. Super excited about that. And then I was a county commissioner for 16 years in Broward County and really privileged to have been engaged in climate change issues, resiliency issues for a long time and thrilled to see from the cabinet level on down um, to local governments who have really been at the forefront of these fights, engaging in a way that we have not seen. This acknowledgement, even by hearing today Nikki Freed, Commissioner for Agriculture and Consumer Services, talk about the 10 years we lost as a state uh, because we couldn't figure out a way around these issues. So one of my, my driving messages these days, if you really love the state of Florida and you care about these issues and you care about making us resilient, then you have to drop the partisan taglines. We have got to find that way that the summit has, I mean, I'm sorry, the climate compact of the four counties have continued to move forward. Why? Because they erased partisanship from the conversation and they found that common foundation upon which they could build and trust one another. Look what's happened as a result. It's just amazing. So when I think about what resiliency is, I think at that very first transformational level, that, that foundational level is respect and understanding of one another. 
trying to hear the other point of view, trying to imagine that perspective, which means basically all of us need to get out of our stupid silos and go find our exact opposite person and have lunch with them. And not do it once in a while, but really make it a habit to go create a relationship with a mentor who you would probably never go choose, especially if you are an elected leader, um, whether you're city, county, or state, is to go find someone different than you and create that relationship. And then for those who are elected is helping empower staff, because you can come up with a whole lot of great ideas, but if you haven't stopped to talk to your city manager or your department heads to understand the stresses and the uh, what the lack of resources that they're already struggling with, and now you've come up with another great idea, another rainbow you want to chase, uh, is to help help empower them by giving them the cover that they need and we often forget about our staff and and the difficulties that they're having to move things through the different layers that they have to after all it's government um, to get something done and they they're frustrated too uh, so so resiliency of your staff and then of course there's resiliency of our communities which are to understand that when disaster strikes everybody's hand goes out for government but we really need these stronger communities built underneath that say we have strengthened our homeowners we have strengthened our um, religious institutions are not-for-profit institutions but overarching all of that of course is our business institutions which are often you know they're the ones that we're at, we the, the first hands that go out we're looking for government to save them and then it's business we need hardware you talk to somebody today about uh, the hardware store disappearing I'm the only one on that part of, of the community how do you get these businesses up and running what are businesses facing as far as future costs risk insurance all of these things I think government sometimes wants to take from business and regulate business without really understanding their point of view uh, and, and the stresses that they have to deal with because these are very long-term projections and they're they're trying to make it from day to day month to month so resiliency comes in so many forms it's uh, it's a thrill to be engaged in this platform and talking to so many people to have the kind of participation that we did here for our four counties I know there's a lot of people that are not from our region that walked out so inspired and feeling connected by all the people they met and um, it's another uh, the 11th year another year came and went um, hard to believe that we pulled it off again and uh, really excited to have been part of it. Next, we have Roman Gastesi, the Monroe County Administrator, who explains the meaning of the summit's theme, Bridge the Gap. Hi, well, I'm Roman Gastesi. I'm the County Administrator here in Monroe County. Uh, I call it the best job in state. I really have a good time down here. It's a beautiful place to be. Uh, this particular summit was, uh, I think, a, a huge success. We had over 500 people attend. And we had great dialogue uh, from day one all the way to the end here. It's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, summit. Uh, I think a lot's been shared with the community. Uh, it's obviously been picked up all over the country and now all over the world. We're getting interview requests from all international press, national press, and local press. So I think we're making a difference. Uh, we wanted to do something called Bridge the Gap. That means enough with the planning, enough with the data collection, let's start doing something. Let's do something, let's start raising roads, let's start adapting to sea level rise. Uh, some of the numbers are scary, there's no doubt. It's gonna be a lot of money and it's gonna be very costly, 
We have to figure out how we're going to do that. Here in the Keys, we've already done a billion dollar project in the last 20 years. We're probably looking at something similar in the next 20 years. So the bad news is it's happening. The good news is that it's happening very slowly and we have time to adapt to it. Uh, my key takeaway, takeaway from this one is people are surprised at our boldness to have the courageous communication, to have this discussion, to use words like retreat. Yes, we might have to leave some areas and retreat from some areas because it doesn't make sense, economic sense, to spend, for example, $10 million uh, on a road for two or three homes. It just doesn't make sense. It makes a better cost-benefit analysis to buy those homes out and let those folks move to a higher ground. So those are my key takeaways, and I think just seeing how people are responding to that and they're saying, wow, if you guys can talk about it, we can talk about it. So let's have that discussion. Let's not be afraid to have that discussion. So it's been wonderful in that regard. Resilience means to me that we can adapt to whatever needs to be done, either for sea level rise or for hurricanes or for wildfire, wherever you are, we have to re adapt to whatever is coming. And we, we saw that with the building codes after Hurricane Irma. The, those new building codes are certainly resilient to hurricane. There's no doubt. We went up on a helicopter the next day the, the houses that were built to the new standards were standing tall, were doing well. The houses that were not were damaged or destroyed. Leaders in the Florida Keys have been very vocal about the hard adaptation work they're engaged in and the difficult decisions they need to make for their community to thrive and become resilient. Now we hear from Maria Molina, the CEO of Nova Consulting, a woman-owned small business engineering consulting firm specializing in civil and environmental engineering. Oh, I'm Maria Molina from Nova Consulting. We are a small women-owned business in South Florida. Love this place. This is my community. And I'm really very excited about what I saw in this summit. Uh, I see so many municipalities, so many government agencies, the private um, industry all coming together to get a solution for our region. And I'm very proud of uh, everybody that uh, has put together the summit and the organization and um, can wait to participate and contribute a little bit more from our side. Well, resilience to me means the ability of a community, an entire community, a region to overcome, to withstand um, the challenges that Mother Nature brings to us that are difficult, big, sometimes it looks unsurmountable, but I believe that human beings are very adaptable, very um, resilient, if you may, and uh, we definitely, this is a challenge that we, our generations and next generations to come will, you know, work and, and beat. There were also several Chief Resilience Officers in attendance. And we had the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Jennifer Herado, Broward County's Chief Resilience Officer and Director of the Environmental Planning and Community Resilience Division. Jennifer Herado, Chief Resilience Officer for Broward County and Director of the County's Environmental Planning and Community Resilience Division. Uh, really excited to have celebrated our 11th annual Compact Summit uh, down here in Key West. I think it's been a real diverse program and a lot of enthusiasm expressed as well as urgency for um, all the initiatives that need to take place. I think that there's a generally an appreciation that you know a lot of planning's been done, a lot of assessments, and we're down now really to a moment where we need to start 
seeing capital investments. We need to see infrastructure in the ground. We need to be able to communicate, document, you know, the benefits of those investments, principally uh, flood mitigation, and uh, also an understanding that uh, while those are Im Im impressive and necessary areas of, of, of ne uh, resource investment, we cannot lose sight of the ultimate drivers on energy. Um, there was a great enthusiasm for renewable energy initiatives, um, a great promise with storage capacity that's being achieved with advancements in battery technologies and uh, an overall appreciation that we're really going to see the expansion of in, um, electric vehicles over the next years. And we have a, a fundamental responsibility to find partnerships and lay the uh, infrastructure to support that transition. Um, and I think, too, um, uh, really excitement, uh, strong sense of excitement coming from the fact that we had such a strong presence of um, state leadership and agency heads that were part of the, the dialogue, um, able to speak specifically about how their agency is formally working to address future conditions and integrate that into planning and capital uh, investments. And, um, and, a, and, a, and a commitment that over the next year we can expect to see quite a bit more and um, just a, a real strong sense of partnership moving forward. From my perspective, I guess that uh, resilience means the overall ability to withstand the types of um, uh, climate uh, disruptions and impacts that are uh, apt to occur on a more frequent basis, whether they're um, the kind of the high frequency events or the larger scale uh, impacts that are, are less frequent but clearly severe and having the ability for our residents, our communities and our economies to minimize those impacts and, um, and, and return uh, with minimal disruptions. We spoke with Dr. Rawlings Miller, a climate scientist with the global consulting firm WSP. Hi, this is Rawlings Miller with WSP. So my background, I am a climate scientist by training and I've spent probably the past 20 years working in climate resilience issues, both nationally and internationally um, for various sectors um, from transportation all the way through energy. Um, I was recently a uh, co-author and federal steering committee on the National Climate Assessment Report for the Northeast and for transportation um, with a big focus on urban environments. Um, as far as key takeaways from um, this conference, I mean, first, I think it's a fabulous conference. It really brings together different entities with different uh, backgrounds to discuss a really important topic um, that's really, uh, really important within uh, the Southeast Florida region and one that um, they've obviously been grappling with for some time, and they're starting to already have to cope with what's already happening now. Um, the different uh, speakers that we've listened to have really, I think, emphasized a lot of great work that has already been going on, a lot of stakeholder engagement that has happened, a lot of assessments, and a lot of trying to take those types of findings and recommendations and integrate that into legislation. Um, I think that we've also heard with the governor that's recently been appointed that there's a momentum that everyone's very excited about, and we're hopeful that that momentum will breed into uh, actual actions that will reduce some of the um, challenges that are being faced. As far as the, the terminology of resilience, to me that really looks at how well a system can cope with the hazards and stressors that are thrown at it. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna be able to cope in every single way. You're gonna to have to make choices. What do you abandon? Where do you have graceful failure? But your community as a whole is able to sustain that impact and be able to move forward after as quickly as possible. Ryan and Tim from Promotions Guy 
are sustainable merchandising experts who discuss their motivation for making promotional products more sustainable. Hi there, my name is Ryan Schraffenberger. And I'm Tim Ashley. We are here with Promotions Guy. We do a lot of sustainable promotional products. So in the print world, we find it to be pretty important to educate our customers and even other people in our industry to start using sustainable products. Uh, one of the things we're really highlighting at this summit is uh, a t-shirt that we carry by Allmade. And there's six plastic bottles in every shirt. It's really important to us that we're recycling and doing things that people actually want to use as opposed to giving away products that people don't care for. We might go in a junk drawer or worse, in a landfill. We partnered up with the county here at Monroe and we originally were just going to help out with their their needs, but then we found out that we had a table here and you know we made the best of it. We found out, we, we met a bunch of new people, found out all the stuff that's going on in the county and it's really interesting to figure out all that stuff. Yeah, some of the key takeaways are, um, it's a little bit scary where we are, but it's also really positive that there were 500 people to show up and really care about this today. Uh, over the past three days, I've met a lot of influential people that make me feel a lot more comfortable where I live, that things might not be so bad. You know, we might be able to do something to um, help save some of this. So, um, you know, we're doing our little part in our industry, but um, it's, it's hard and it's going to take a lot of work and we need to remind ourselves and each other that we're on a team we're not a divided group everyone's in on this and everybody has to partake and you know do their small part or large part and uh, it's cool to see that there are people doing a large part miami beach's new chief resilience officer amy knowles shares her takeaways my name is amy knowles i'm the deputy resilience officer for the city of miami beach um, and thinking about the summit, uh, one of my first key takeaways is I'm completely impressed with the advancements that have been made with other counties and cities. Um, Monroe, Monroe County blew me away with how they're examining their adaptation approaches to their roads and how much water they're going to be able to handle now and in the future. And the graphics were really um, compelling, understandable, and I just think the communications on how we do that are, has been growing leaps and bounds. I also really enjoyed this morning uh, talking about the business case for adaptation. I think it's groundbreaking work and really excited that Miami Beach is a part of that as well. Um, just understanding how our investments can help people uh, protect them as well as property values um, is really, really important. And um, it just shows how resilient we are as South Floridians. Resilience to me is looking across any organization, your home as a person, and always being prepared for what might happen, but also really benefiting from that. Um, anything from a hurricane to um, you know, your insurance policy, just be prepared and know what the risks that are face you. And then I think it's just a lot easier and um, a more effective quality of life. And we don't have to worry so much as long as we're prepared. The change from climate strategy to action was a welcome from many of the attendees and Stan Bronson, Chairman and Chief Visionary Officer of the Global Center for Climate Resilience, provided us with his perspective. I'm Stan Bronson. I'm uh, Chairman of the Board of and Chief Visionary Officer of the Global Center for Climate Resilience and have been at most of the compact summits uh, over the years, over the last 10 years. So happy to be here and uh, I'm happy to see a change in the way that the summit is being conducted. And part of the, the change that I see happening is moving from wringing our hands and saying, what do we do, what do we do, what do we do, into action items that can make South Florida more resilient as opposed to just saying we need to do something. 
So we're moving from strategy to implementation. What does resilience mean to me? Resilience is the ability for a community, a society, any unit that we deal with that contains people to bounce back from things that cause adversity. And resilience can mean a lot of things to many different people, and it all, but it has a, a really broader range of, of, of meaning than just how do you build concrete steel that's stronger that can withstand a hurricane? Because resilience has to do a lot with community. And finally, we end with the takeaways from the City of Miami Chief Resilience Officer, Jane Gilbert. Hi, my name is Jane Gilbert, Chief Resilience Officer for the City of Miami, and we're a proud member of the Southeast Florida Climate Change Compact. This summit has been deeply informative to the city's climate-ready strategy, city's carbon mitigation plan. I've been able to connect with state-level leaders on funding initiatives. I've been able to connect with other municipalities to help us with our carbon mitigation plan. I've been able to share some of the work that we've done to update our seawall ordinance and, and waterfront design guidelines and look forward to partnering with other municipalities on that. I've been able to connect with some of our private sector partners on the both the carbon mitigation and the resilience side of our, our work. So this has been a hugely valuable conference for our work and really helps us accelerate and move forward for not just myself, but my team who I have here, as well as our capital improvements team who is leading the implementation of our Miami Forever Bond and the update for our stormwater master plan. Resilience is about both people and the places that we live. So we want to make sure that our public infrastructure is built in such a way that it can withstand the test of time and the changes of time. But we also need to make sure our residents, our businesses are informed and have the tools and resources they need to plan and adapt their properties and businesses over time. My personal takeaway is that although the new projections for sea level rise in South Florida predict an increase of three to five inches by 2060, the good thing is that we have new data, which is essential and useful for local governments and the private sector to make informed policy decisions and work on solutions in the next four decades to come. I hope you enjoy this episode and tune in soon for much more. Thank you for listening to Resilient Forward. Don't forget to like this episode on your favorite podcast platform and share with your friends and colleagues. If you would like to know more about Resilient Forward or join us as a guest, please visit www.resilientforward.com. Join us next time and remember, our environment is our economy. <laughs>